Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And we make the case that mathematizing is not about mimicking steps or memorizing facts, but it's about thinking and reasoning, about creating and using mental relationships. We take the strong stance that not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching, but that mimicking algorithms actually keep students from being the mathematicians they can be. We answer the question, if not algorithms and step-by-step procedures, then what? So sometimes inspiration for the podcast comes from others asking really good questions. So at Mr. James underscore MH, and I think that's James Michael Bust, Michael Bust, Hampshire. You can tell us if we butcher that. Sorry about that. Anyway, he <laughs> asked on Twitter, what makes a rich task rich? And we thought that that was such a great question, right? Great such question. Such a good question. Bam! Way to go. And it's a thing that people mention in math ed a lot right now, right? Uh, rich tasks and what are rich tasks and what should they include and how do I find them? So we thought that would be a great conversation starter. Yeah. And so sometimes people will, like you said, call it a rich task, an open task, an open middle task. Sometimes people will refer to them as three act tasks. Thanks, Dan Meyer, for that. Uh, sometimes people will refer to them as investigations, sometimes mm-hmm. as an inquiry learning activity. So there's sort of lots of different kind of names or terms out there that sort of mm-hmm. describe this, I don't know, this amorphous thing. And I think often they all get lumped together and, oh, yeah, discovery learning, uh, that that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we thought today um, when we got James' question, James, can I call you James? <laughs> Uh, Mr. James, Mr. James M.H. from Norway, when he asked that question, uh, which, by the way, he's been great uh, to interact with on Twitter. Twitter is such a weird world, right? Like, we feel like we know each other and we don't even know how to say each other's names. (laughs) Um, But he asked a great question. What makes a rich task rich? So Mm -hmm. we thought, uh, well, we we, we read through the... um, the uh the help me what's that called comments. on twitter the, yeah what the comments yeah, yeah. The, the it's called a thing it's the, like a stream of, a feed a feed no know. the mm, whatever the list of of responses that came back from his tweet and uh sean walker so at sean pyp paris on twitter said the need to think Perhaps think creatively or critically or through metacognition, but learners should need to think. 
So awesome. We totally agree, Sean, uh, that a rich task is richer when students need to think. And I love the creative, critically, and metacognition, thinking about thinking, Mm -hmm. thinking about your own thinking and how your brain is thinking. I think those are all wonderful parts about a rich task. Also, uh, what what would be some other things that would be um, noteworthy? Well, from a favorite person to interact with on Twitter, Tad Watanabe, and I may have just totally butchered his name as well, um, has been lots of fun to interact with um, on Twitter. He pushes back often on things that we say on the podcast. Wow. Appreciate his his really thoughtful responses. He's written several blogs in response to the podcast. Thanks a lot, Tad. We appreciate it. I'm honored that you would think about what we're talking about and uh, and respond. He posted... A phenomenal list that we really, mm-hmm. really like. Um, he said, my mentor, Grayson H. Wheatley, wrote in 1991, which, man, just, I'll just, in a little uh, aside, that's the year I started teaching. 1991, that's when I started teaching. That had a rich educational activities should. So a rich educational activities should have, and he put a colon, and then he listed a bunch of things. And we think it's a pretty cool list. We thought we'd focus on a few of them today. So we liked, we li- I think we liked them all, right, Kim? Yeah, absolutely. I remember seeing the, 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 on the feed, <laughs> whatever you call it. Feed! Maybe, no, I still, I don't thread. know. Thread! It's, it's thread, <laughs> Kim. It's thread. That thread, the Twitter thread. There we go. I feel Who's better so now. Okay. not a Twitter person. In, <laughs> oh, in gosh. that thread, Tad put in this list from his mentor, uh, Grayson Wheatley, yeah. about um, some, some, uh, what makes a rich task rich? And yeah. we'd like to talk about a few of them. So okay, yeah. start start us off. What was one that struck you? Okay. So one of the 10 that he posted that I thought really resonated with me was that it was about inviting students to make decisions. And I really, when I read that, I really liked that because I feel like when you invite students to make decisions, an invitation sounds lovely, Right. And I think that when kids don't feel like they can make decisions, that's when they sit back and wait for the teacher to tell them what to do. They just absolutely just like wait it out and they, but an invitation means you can think and you can decide and you're a part of this. So I I loved that one in particular. And it's not just, uh, it's not just, Hey, decide which rule to use here, which thing that I've had you memorize belongs with this problem. It's not that kind of invitation. Or, Or which of these two problems do you want to solve? right? Like sometimes we give them options. It's not that it's, it's more about deciding how they want to tackle something. Yeah. Like what relationships are, are pinging for you right now? And how does that, how do you want to follow that? What, what are you going to yeah. do with it? Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I like yeah. that one as well. Okay. I'm, what about I'll, I'll you? Tell, you, tell you one that struck me. He said, be replete with patterns. Mm. Oh, I love that one. And, and part of the reason, so be replete, like be full of, have tons of patterns. Now, I really like that because I've seen um, some things that people call rich tasks or they say that they're, you know, like really engaging activities or something, but they're really just like dressed up. They're just frou-frou. They're just, uh, they're, what, what they're not is something that is replete with patterns where there's so many things happening that you get influenced by those and you get sort of caught up in the patterns and you're, you're intrigued and interested by what's happening. And um, early in my teaching career, when I would land on a task that was replete with patterns, that's the kind of task that I would be like, Ooh, that like, yes. And I would be really, uh, especially as a 
as a curriculum designer. So I, I consider myself a curriculum writer. Um, I, I'm very intrigued by those tasks that just have enough patterns going on that I can I can dive into it and I can be you know really really getting at what's happening and starting to solve a problem and and, and then and then see more patterns mm-hmm. and see other directions that I could go and, and new things that that shed light on what's happening and and then and then after even after we've answered then we could go from there like there's just so many patterns happening that it's rich and that that you could take different paths and that you can um, connect them back together and 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 really use those patterns to help make sense and realize what you're doing I think that to me, that's a, a sign of a really nicely designed mm-hmm. multiple access rich task. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Your turn. Um, so another one that I really, um, that struck me, I'm not exactly sure why it did. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it, but one of them that he listed said to promote discussion and communication. And I think sometimes um, we have fake conversations where it's like mm, the conversation isn't. I can tell you the one I heard just the other day. What? Okay, so tell us all about how you do this thing in your family and your tradition, and then talk about. And it was it, th- that's fine. I don't have a problem with that happening in class. I think we should connect with our students personally. And so, see, look, hey, the number five is in this problem. Okay, let's solve this problem. Mm. Like it was this, this uh, again, again, I'm not, I'm all for getting to know students and, and connecting with their, uh, their, their culture and their background, but not in this weird fake, you know, like, oh, you said a number like, oh, there's five people in your family. Well, Hey, let's do some numbers in this problem. Like yeah. not trying to make this weird, strange connection. It's not just conversation for conversation's sake. If you want to get to yeah. know kids, great. Don't try to make this like warped sort of like kids see through that. They're like, yeah. oh, ha. I mean, unless you're totally goofy about it, then that's another thing. Yeah. It's okay. Well, and I, and I might also um, wonder about personally the, the idea that something would promote discussion and communication because math is really interesting to talk about. And I have fabulous conversations with my personal kids and the idea that there could be something that we're talking about, um, a, a problem, a situation that is promoting that discussion that gives us richness to talk about, I think is really interesting. So, you know, I could ask them a bunch of questions that is like a yes or no question, but to have something meaty enough that you want to continue to explore further in conversation. So, something is, that's replete with patterns. Yeah, maybe. Could be. <laughs> uh-huh. can, can, I think it is. If, if there's a lot of patterns that can promote discussion and communication. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I was in a teacher workshop not too long ago where a teacher said, don't make me work in a group. I hate that. I've never liked group work. Hmm. And I thought you've just never been given a problem that was worth communicating yeah. about. That was mm-hmm. worth that, that you were interested enough to like, see how someone else was thinking about it. You've been in situations where the answer was all that, that mattered and you were able yes. to solve it. And so you, you, and then you were done. Um, because I say that because then in that workshop, we had plenty of conversations with this particular teacher as we did things that were interesting enough to, to encourage and promote that discussion and communication. Cool. All right. What else? So I, yeah. I want to mention one that I'm really glad was on the list because I believe this, but I don't know that it would have made my list unless that he'd suggested it. So it is now on my list. Um, because I, I, I totally agree. And it is that that task should lead somewhere. Now mm-hmm. I may take some flack for this one and I don't know, maybe Tad and his, his uh, mentor, Grayson Wheatley will too, 
the idea, are there cool problems out there that are worth playing with just to play with? Sure. Are there cool problems out there that are interesting and that are fun and that are uh, intriguing that don't lead anywhere in our typical K-12 curriculum? Absolutely. Do I want them to go away? No. Do I want to have them front and center in my math classroom? I Maybe we wish we had time for, for more of that, but I'm going to suggest that there's enough out there that does lead somewhere that we can use those that, mm-hmm. that, that in our, that we have a limited amount of time and we really want to help our students develop. Uh, I, I'm a realist. I think we have standards. I think we, we, it behooves us to, to meet those standards. So let's do rich tasks that aren't just rich for rich sake, but they are also leading somewhere that they are going to help us get more sophisticated in our mathematical thinking. And I think that can be an important thing. If not, I think we run the risk of disenfranchising some kids. I don't know if that's the right word of, of, of taking a group of kids and sort of like, we might get them excited about something, but if we don't help them be successful now so that they can continue to be successful, then we're, we're doing them a little bit of a disservice. That doesn't mean y'all that doesn't mean that we're not, I'm not going to bring beauty and, and creativity and art and like as much of, uh, but I think we can do that. I could bring all of that in and still lead to important mathematical ideas that are going to be important for students to own, to be successful in today's world. Hmm. Did I say that well enough? I'm going to take some flack for that, huh? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so lead somewhere. I agree with you, Tad. Yep. I agree with yeah. you, Grayson. It's, they should lead somewhere. Um, so one other one, uh, they, they were all good, right? We, we liked all of them. But but <laughs> another one that I really liked um, and I was happy to hear was be extendable. Mm, and nice. I think that 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 what's interesting to me is that I, I would want a rich task to be extendable in a couple of ways for the class itself. And I think that that speaks to your it's leading somewhere. But I mm-hmm. also like the idea that we could have a rich task that's extendable for individual students, that something that could maybe be generalized, or maybe that's something that I can come around and I could say, like, what about this? Have you considered this? Um, oh, I well, see well, that you well, are- All the time. Yeah. Yeah. And and those conversations come with uh, more students than not, I would think, in my classes. But something that is not just, it's one single problem. It's one thing that you're supposed to accomplish for the day. But it's it it kind of matches up with your leading somewhere, and maybe we just read those um, a little differently. But um, I I love the idea that you can have a rich task that you can extend when students are ready for that extension. Absolutely, yeah. I think those are different because a lead somewhere um, doesn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to uh, do any more justice than we already have. But lead somewhere means that there's a big mathematical important place that we're heading mm-hmm. because of it. And be extendable to me, uh, to me means that it's uh, more differentiable, that, that there's different sort of extensions that kids can go off on and, 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 fi- and find uh, good mathematics in, um, and, but also extend to where it's leading. Like it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully in a couple of ways, right? Hopefully not just yeah. like, oh, you're done with problem one. Now you do one B or two. <laughs> no, not that. Like, not that. Oh, no, like. 
bigger, cooler, like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like side tangents almost that are that that illuminate and add to the beauty of what's going yeah. on. Absolutely. Okay. So for, for just time's sake, I'm going to add my last, my last favorite one that was a, a part of that list was have an element of surprise. Bam. Could not agree more. That is one of my biggest goals. When I write a problem string, I am always trying to stick just a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a, mm, yes. Like this moment where kids go, Ooh, like, I just like that, that sort of pop that you can have when there's just a little bit of an element of surprise. Uh, I think Dan Meyer has a talk about that. Uh, there's some, there's just a really nice um, uh, emotional satisfaction that can happen when there's this little bit of an element of surprise. I think that's uh, brilliant. Mm-hmm. And if I could, I'm going to add to of all the lists and everything that I would add the word intrigue. I like to get kids really intrigued in what's happening. And if the problem itself is intriguing, I think that's really helpful. Um, I'm going to add also that I think it's nice if it's low on words, high on images. So we don't have a lot of words to wade through, but we can sort of get the feel and the gist of what's happening with images. And then also I like it when there are strategies that are visibly modelable. (laughs) Like I like to be able to model visibly the thinking and the reasoning and the way that the students are using relationships that I think that makes for even a better rich task. Kim, do you want to add anything uh, at the end? Oh gosh, always, right? <laughs> I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like we have lots to say about rich tasks, but I'm looking at the time. And so, you know, I know I have more things that I would want to say, and I, I bet you do too. So um, yeah, I'm thinking of lots of examples that I think yeah. we could talk about that would help exemplify what we just talked about. So cool. should we do another episode? Yes, let's do that. All right, let's totally do another episode. So stay tuned. Next episode, we will continue our conversation about what makes a rich task rich. Thanks again for asking such a wonderful question, uh, Mr. James Michael Bust Hampshire uh, from Norway. We appreciate that question um, on Twitter. All right. Y'all, if you want to learn more mathematics and refine your math teaching so that you and students are mathematizing more and more, then join the Math is Figure Outable movement and help us spread the word that math is figure outable. Thank you for listening and making math more figure outable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figure outable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.